I have a really important question for you. Has COVID completely turned your life upside down? And are you looking for a way to tap into a new mindset so you could be happy, more fulfilled, less stressed out? I'm assuming the answer is yes. And if that's true, this episode is for you. Today, we dive in to the power of gratitude and having a practice of gratitude in your life. We cover why gratitude's important, the health benefits. We also talk in the episode about how gratitude is formed from an early age and how it can kind of mess us up a little bit and set us on the wrong track about what we're grateful for in our life. And I give you some options about how to own that for yourself by giving you four specific ideas on how to incorporate a practice of gratitude into your life. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad you're here because today we are talking about developing a gratitude practice. And what does that mean? And more importantly, why is it important? Here is why you want to listen in to this episode all about gratitude. First and foremost, gratitude improves your health. I know there is a scientific proven correlation between having gratitude and the impacts that it has on our mental and physical well-being. So there's positive psychologists, mental health researchers over the past few decades have been doing research on this correlation. And what they found is that there is a positive correlation between gratitude and good health. And the benefits of that are less stress, improved quality of sleep, improved emotional awareness, reduced anxiety, reduced depression, um, and just an overall more positive feeling of vitality, having more energy, having more enthusiasm, both at work and at home. So hello, I think we all want more of that. And you may be listening to this saying, okay, Natalie, I hear you. Gratitude is good for my health. It's good for my brain. Um, It's going to help me release some of those negative emotions. It's going to improve my sleep. It's going to reduce my pain. It's going to release toxic emotions. That's all fine and dandy. But Natalie, are you living in the times right now? There's COVID-19. How am I supposed to be grateful? I just got laid off from work. Or my kids are home and I'm homeschooling them, trying to work full time. How can I find gratitude in that moment? There are so many negative things going on right now, or all of the social, racial injustice, or maybe you have a sick relative at home, or maybe you're caring for an elderly parent, 
and you are really struggling to have gratitude in this moment. And I will tell you, it's exactly why you need to be listening to this episode. And it's why it's so important to have a practice of gratitude because it can really help shift our perspective in the midst of chaos, in the midst of hard times, in the midst of all of the turmoil that we are all experiencing on one level or another, we can find the gift in it. And we do that by finding it through gratitude. So I invite you to keep listening now that you know the benefits of gratitude and how it can literally affect your physical and mental health. Let's dive in and go on the gratitude journey together. So I was first introduced to the power of gratitude way back in the 90s when Oprah Winfrey talked about this book called The Simple Abundance Journal of Gratitude. I'll never forget it. Um, I think I was going through a difficult time in my life. I was in a difficult relationship And I remember listening to Oprah talk about this, and she talked about how really you can't find negativity in the day if you're looking for positive things throughout the day. And the book was very simple. It was, you know, some good feel-good quotes about gratitude and the power of gratitude to transform our lives. And then literally you had to look for three, I think it was three or four good things throughout the day. And that was really the essence of it was just finding those good things throughout the day. And I remember doing it and it really shifted my own mindset. And, you know, I did it for a while, I want to say for a year or two, and then I kind of fell out of practice. And I was really reacquainted with the power of gratitude when I started my private coaching practice. Now, it's not to say that I wasn't feeling grateful, you know, in between my 20s and my 40s because I definitely was. But here's what happened is I was seeing clients come into my private practice as well as we were seeing women in our leadership lab, our group coaching program. And we were hearing women talk about how they were successful, they had climbed the corporate ladder, They had checked off every box that they had wanted to check off in their life, and they thought that they would be happy. But at the root of it, they were still unfulfilled. So they were on the surface, everything seemed good. And this was pre-COVID. Everything seemed fine. Everyone seemed happy. They, like I said, they had all of the the cars, the house, the money, the husband, the relationship, the kids, the white picket fence, the dog, the cat, all of it, but they were still itching and yearning for something to stir their soul. And that's when I started doing more research about this unfulfillment and what is the essence of happiness. And in my research, I saw this correlation between happiness, fulfillment, and really the practice of gratitude. And like I said, I saw so many clients that were so focused on getting to the goal of their life that they had left other parts of their lives completely out of balance. 
they either gave up relationships or they weren't spending the amount of time that they wanted with their kids or they had sacrificed their health and were now having health issues later on in life because they had just worked so hard and and long that they really hadn't taken care of themselves. They also may have sacrificed a career that had purpose for one that offered security and safety. And now they were at a place where they really were unhappy and unfulfilled. And they were really ungrateful for what they had because it wasn't lighting their soul on fire. And if you've been listening long enough to my episodes, you know that the last example I gave was really my story. You know, I was building my coaching practice while I was in the midst of having a corporate career. So I had a side hustle. And for probably two years, I was really dissatisfied with work. I should say with my day job. And it wasn't until I shifted my mindset around that my day job was giving me the opportunity to build my practice, to get additional certifications, to get additional education. Then all of a sudden, once I realized that and I shifted that mindset, I was actually able to show up at my day job in a completely different mindset. And I was probably more engaged in the last year and a half of my day job um, before I left than I was in my previous 26 years because I was so grateful that I had this opportunity to build my practice. So gratitude and having a mindset of gratitude can make all the difference in the world. So let's start by really tackling what is gratitude. The essence of gratitude is really a state of being. It's a state of thankfulness, and it's the state of being grateful. And I also love this definition from the Harvard Medical School that says, a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. As a result, Gratitude also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. And I just love that definition because to me, it really encompasses how I view gratitude. And I also invite you to have your own definition of gratitude. What does it mean to you? I think it's really important to identify that for yourself. What does gratitude mean to you? What does being thankful mean to you? What would having gratitude do for you in your life? What would it change for you? What possibilities does it open up for you to be more fulfilled and more happy? So I invite you to think about those things. And one of the things that came up for me as I was kind of putting this episode together My husband, who's a therapist, asked a really important question as he said, do you know why people don't have gratitude? And I am someone, I feel like I have a lot of gratitude. So I had to really think about this. And I actually asked my daughter the same question is, you know, do you, can you think about why people might not have gratitude? She said, well, they may be self-centered or they may be, you know, just self-focused. They may be narcissistic. 
And that is all true. I believe that. You know, I think it's hard if we're focused on ourselves to really have gratitude. Um, But my husband brought up this really interesting perspective, and I want to talk about it because I think it is important. You know, as kids, we're always looking for acknowledgement and appreciation from our parents. So if we do something, you know, silly, like a somersault in the front yard, we want to be praised. We want our parents to show gratitude for what we've done. And oftentimes, with high achieving women and men for that matter, what my husband has seen in his therapeutic practice and what I see in my clients is you see a history of parents showing gratitude for young children and appreciation for what they have achieved instead of who they are. So what I see in my female clients is, you know, how that turns up in your adult life is, you know, I will be grateful once I've knocked out my to-do list. I will be grateful once I've achieved all the goals that I've committed to. I'll be grateful once I lose 10 pounds. I'll be grateful once my kids finally get into college. And what happens is the problem with this is it leads to a feeling of emptiness, unfulfillment, depression, anxiety, and a whole host of other health issues. So again, our parents really in our primary years set the bar for us as what gratitude means and what we should be working for to give gratitude or to give gratitude either to others or to ourselves. And we get into the workforce and then work perpetuates that. I believe that we really have an opportunity to take back and own and really own what gratitude means to us and to our families. So I invite you to think about how are you going to nurture gratitude? If you haven't shown yourself gratitude, or if you haven't had a gratitude practice because of what I talk about with families and maybe the way you grew up and maybe maybe your parents didn't give you that acknowledgement. Maybe your parents weren't grateful for anything else other than your achievements. And so I invite you, how will you nurture that gratitude for yourself? And also something else to think about around gratitude is gratitude is all relative, right? We think about, you know, we're all going through a really tough time right now in COVID. I know for me, it has brought to light the fact that I have a roof over my head. I have food on the table. You know, those are things that, I mean, I think subconsciously I was grateful for, but, you know, when I see the food lines and when I see people out of work and when I see the increase in homelessness, especially here in LA, you know, I'm grateful on a whole different level for a lot of just the basic things that I have. I know in other countries, you know, I have friends um, from other countries who say, oh my gosh, you, you should be so grateful to walk into a grocery store and have the abundance of food that we would have to wait in hours in line for, just the basics. And, you know, a lot of times we just don't think about those things. I think the the gift of COVID, and I know there's been a lot of negatives around COVID, so I don't want to minimize that at all, but 
I think the gift of COVID is I think we are all appreciating things on a whole different level. I know I'm having much more gratitude for my family time. I'm having gratitude about the food on my table and the roof over my head and the warm bed I get to sleep in. And I don't necessarily know that I appreciated those things to the level that I appreciated them before. So I really invite you to think about, you know, if you didn't grow up in a family where you were maybe acknowledged for anything other than success or accomplishments, how do you really turn towards yourself and how do you really start showing yourself some acknowledgement and some gratitude? And if you're not sure, I have some ideas and we will get to solutions, but I just want to keep exploring, you know, just the concept of gratitude before we kind of dive into problem solving. But I promise you, we will turn all of these insights into action and you will be able to walk away from this episode with at least four ideas on how you can develop a gratitude practice in your life. So stay tuned. I promise we'll get there. But before we dive in, Again, I know that we are all going through a hard time right now with COVID. I know we all are struggling with so much on our plates, but I want to share a Yiddish story that really hit home for me when I was told the story. And really, it's a story about a family that lived happily in a small, quiet house in Poland. And one day they learned that their grandparents were coming to live with them. Maybe some of us can relate to this because we are in the middle of COVID and sometimes we're taking in relatives or having parents come to live with us. And the children in the story were very excited about this and so were the parents, but the parents were worried because the house was really small. And they knew that when the grandparents arrived, the house would become crowded and much noisier. And they lived on a farm. And so the farmer went to ask the rabbi what to do. And the rabbi said, let them come, invite them in. So the grandparents moved in. They had a lot of furniture. Um, The sleeping quarters were crowded. It was noisy in the house. So the farmer goes back to the rabbi and says, rabbi, I did what you said. And now my in-laws are here and it's really crowded in the house. The rabbi thinks for a moment. Then he says, do you have chickens on the farm? And the farmer says, of course I have chickens. And the rabbi says, bring them into the house. And the man is confused, but he knows the rabbi is a very wise man. And so he goes home. He brings all the chickens to live inside the house with the family. But now it's no less crowded and noisy. In fact, it's way worse with the clucking and the pecking and the flapping of the wings. So the farmer goes back to the rabbi and says, rabbi, I did what you said. And now I'm living with my in-laws and the chickens, and it's really crowded in the house. So the rabbi thinks for a moment, and then he says, do you have any goats? Of course I have goats, says the farmer. So bring them into the house, says the rabbi. The farmer is really confused at this point, but he knows the rabbi is very wise. So he brings all the goats from the barn to live inside the house. It's no less crowded and no less noisy. In fact, it's much worse. The chickens are clucking, flapping their wings. The goats are making their sounds and butting their heads against the walls and one another. And the next day, the farmer goes back to the rabbi and says, I did what you said. Now my in-laws have no place to sleep because the chickens have taken their bed. The goats are sticking their heads into everything and making it a lot worse. The rabbi thinks he looks very puzzled. And then he says, aha, you must have some sheep. And so you get where the story is going. He brings the sheep into the house. 
It's no less crowded, no less noisy. So it's way worse. The house is starting to smell like a barn. So the rabbi frowns. He closes his eyes. He thinks for a long time. And he says, this is what you do. Take the sheep back to the barn. Take the goats back to the barn. Take the chickens back to the coop. So the farmer runs home and does exactly as the rabbi tells him. As he takes all the animals out of the house, his child, his wife, and his in-laws begin to tidy up the rooms. And by the time that the last chicken was settled in her coop, the house looked quite nice. It was quiet. And all the family agreed that this was the most spacious, peaceful, and comfortable home anywhere. So I share this story with you because we are in the middle of COVID. Maybe our houses feel like this right now. Maybe work feels chaotic, but where can you find the gratitude in the moment? What is the gift in this for us? How can you shift your mindset to have one of gratitude? I love this quote by Robert Brault that says, enjoy the little things for one day you may look back and realize they were the big things. So now that we are in the attitude of gratitude, and we are in that gratitude mindset, I want to dig in and give you some solutions to how you can develop a gratitude practice in your daily life. So there's a couple options. First and foremost, which I think is the most obvious, is really developing a gratitude journal. So here's a couple nuances about the journal. You know, we hear about having a gratitude journal all the time. But What I suggest is include in the journal not only the external things that you're grateful for, like the beautiful sunsets or how sweet your dog is when she cuddles up to you. I'm saying that because my new puppy is sitting at my feet right now. Or it could be you're having gratitude for the fall weather and the changing of the color of the leaves outside. Or maybe it's the taste of your daughter's homemade chocolate cake. My daughter makes a mean chocolate cake. But what I also want you to include in this gratitude journal is self-gratitude. And that is the one difference that I don't think we talk a lot about when we talk about gratitude is really having self-gratitude. What are you grateful for about yourself? Maybe you're adding in your gratitude journal in addition to all the other things I mentioned that you're grateful you were patient today when you were trying to run a meeting as a leader and you were trying to homeschool your kids and you were really grateful for your patience. Maybe you're grateful for your health because you haven't had much time to exercise during COVID and you're just grateful that your body has such a strong foundation and it's giving you what you need even though you're not able to maybe give your body what it needs right now. So I realize that this might be a little bit more difficult But I know for women, this is an important part of self-acknowledgement and appreciation. So the second option is a gratitude letter. I think oftentimes our show of gratitude can be somewhat silent, which is totally fine. There is no judgment. If you are having a gratitude practice and you're writing in a gratitude journal, that is fantastic. Keep up the good work. I also invite you to do the gratitude letter. What this is, is 
a letter that you write to people in your life that you're grateful for. It could be you're grateful for a mentor at work. It could be you're grateful for support from your parents. It could be you're grateful for a friend that helped you through a divorce. It could be you're grateful for another friend who is simply helping you out by picking up stuff at Costco because you are a high risk. Maybe you're immune deficient and you're high risk and you can't go out and shop. And it's just writing a letter of acknowledgement for the people that are giving us things in life. And I think so often this gratitude goes unacknowledged. We may think it, we may feel it, but we're definitely not expressing it enough. And I really highly, highly, highly suggest that you do this. And I really suggest that parents do this for their children. I know I don't do it enough as a parent. And I know that when I do do it, oh my gosh, the just the joy I see in both my daughter's faces when I acknowledge them and I just let them know that I'm grateful. And I will tell you my husband. My husband is probably the one that appreciates it the most. And I think it all the time. I feel it to the bottom of my heart. And as expressive as I am, I do not share with him enough about how grateful I am for him. So I know that there is nothing more than he would want for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for any holiday than just a letter of gratitude. So where can you incorporate that into your life? And who will be the recipient or recipients of your gratitude letter? Another idea is meditation. So gratitude meditations are really a double whammy for our personal well-being. So you're really practicing two of the most impactful happiness practices at the same time. You know, meditation helps calm our, our mind, helps settle us in. I highly suggest doing a gratitude meditation at the end of your day. It's the perfect opportunity to reflect back on the day and to become intentionally aware of your breath, keeping your mind clear, and also visualizing all the things in your life that you're grateful for. And if you're thinking about certain people, it's a great way to give those people the concentration that meditation provides. It's also a great opportunity to take stock of some of the things that you're grateful for that maybe you don't always acknowledge. I remember listening to a gratitude meditation about the fact that my fingernails grow each day and that my hair grows and grateful for the rejuvenation of my skin and just, you know, things about your body or yourself um, that maybe you don't always acknowledge. I know those are things I definitely take for granted. And so I wanted to mention them because we don't always take the time to just be grateful for how beautiful our bodies work day in and day out for us. The last option I'll suggest, and there are a lot of different gratitude practices out there, but this is my fourth option for you today. And it's very simple. It's a gratitude rock. So the secret to this exercise is you literally pick a rock um, that you like that's pretty and 
maybe it's smooth, maybe it has a texture you like, and you carry this rock around in your pocket or your purse, and you always have it on you, or you always have it on your desk. And this rock's job is to just remind you simply of the things that you're grateful for. And this rock becomes uh, symbolic of you just having kind of these mini mindfulness moments throughout the day. So I hope you find some of those ideas useful. You can choose one. You can choose a couple of them. It's just important to start, at least start a gratitude practice. So we have covered a lot today. And I just want to recap everything we talked about. So first and foremost, we talked about the benefits of gratitude, how literally it helps your brain, it helps your health, it helps with anxiety and depression. We talked about uh, just all the benefits of having gratitude. We also talked about how to find the gift of gratitude, even in challenging times like COVID. We also talked about how to take the insight about having gratitude and turning that into a daily practice. So I give you four possibilities on how you can incorporate that into your life. You can have the gratitude journal, the gratitude letter, you can do the gratitude meditation, or you can have the gratitude rock. So those are just some thoughts for you. And there's a whole slew of other ideas you can find online. The main thing is, is just starting a gratitude practice or enhancing your existing gratitude practice if you already have one. You know, I I started this episode talking about the Simple Abundance Gratitude Journal that Oprah told me about. And it was interesting because I'm going to kind of circle back and talk about Oprah as we finish up. I found a magazine article that talked about Oprah and her gratitude practice. And she was reflecting back on um, October 12th, 1996 and the things that she was grateful for. And here's her list. Number one was a run around Florida's Fisher Island with a slight breeze that kept me cool. Number two, eating cold melon on a bench in the sun. Number three, a long and hilarious chat with Gail about her blind date with Mr. Potato Head. Number four, a sorbet in a cone, so sweet that I literally licked my finger. Number five, oh, I would have loved this one, Maya Angelou calling to read me a new poem. And so she talked about years later, she came across those journal entries and she wondered why she no longer felt the joy of those simple moments. And she talked about that since 1996, she had accumulated more wealth, more responsibility, more possessions, more of everything, more of everything that she wanted. And everything had grown exponentially in her life except her happiness. And she talked about how that she never had the time to feel that delight or that gratitude anymore. She said she felt stretched in so many different directions and and she felt pulled and and she felt overwhelmed and busy. But the truth was when she looked back, she was busy in 1996 as well, but she had made gratitude a daily priority. And what she realized, and I'm taking this directly from the article, is she said, I got so focused on the difficulty of the climb that I lost sight of being grateful for simply having a mountain to climb. 
only when I began feeling gratitude for the opportunity to serve a new audience in a new way did a shift happen. And then all of a sudden, what started happening for her is viewers started saying the most amazing things, things were aligned, and that's when things at the OWN network really started to be lit on fire for her. And it was all around that simple practice of gratitude. It's really, really simple. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. So I would like to end this episode by, first of all, just thanking you for being a listener. I am so, so grateful that you show up week after week. And if this is your first episode, I'm grateful you're here and I'm grateful you listened to this episode. I'm so grateful that in the midst of COVID, for me, I've had the opportunity to pivot my business. I've had the opportunity to spend more time with my kids. If it wouldn't have been for COVID, we wouldn't have gotten our little puppy. So I'm so grateful that COVID has given us the opportunity to to have a new little fur baby in our house. And I am super grateful that my husband has continually supported me during this year. And he has been such an advocate for me to really take a powerful pause each and every day to be grateful for the things in my life. And it goes without saying, I'm also grateful for my entire family's health at this moment because we are all COVID-free and I'm just grateful that we are all healthy. So I invite you to think about what are you going to do to show your gratitude either for yourself or for someone else in your life or something else in your life. I would love for you to share with me what you're going to do. Email me at natalie at corecreationcoaching.com. My email's in the show notes. And please let me know how you are going to incorporate a gratitude practice into your life. And let me know how it turns out. I would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you for being here today. And thank you for being a loyal listener of the Lead Your Life podcast. I am so, so grateful for you. And I hope a practice of gratitude in your life helps you lead your life so you can love your life more. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Oh, 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 oh